Welcome back, episode number 118, Rob Four Train Savages podcast. Rob Aaron Judge has done it. Home run number 62 last night. Very cool. Very relieved. I think Mama Judge definitely relieved. Yankees obviously clinched the division. It feels like we've all just been waiting for this to happen. Um, thank God it happened, dude. That would have been kind of weird if he just sat on 61. Um, some people headed to the injured list, dude. Cole breaks a record, actually, as well. Um, Yanks are obviously locked into the ALDS. We found out we're either going to play Cleveland or Tampa. So we might get into that just a little bit. Um, but, yeah, dude, what's up? How are we doing? Yankees season is finally finished. I, we're recording before Crazy. the last game, but last uh, 162 just off scheduling for us. But, um, you know, they, they're either going to win 99 or 100, but we got the ALEs locked up which is what we're looking for. Judge hit 62. Now the lone record holder in the American league for home runs, which is very, very cool. And um, I'm, I'm sure he's glad. I know a lot of Yankee fans are glad. Um, Garrett Cole with his, with his record breaking Ron Guidry's um, single season strikeout record. So um, a really cool way to end off the season. I know the last time that we talked, it we already had locked up the al east and mm -hmm. th there wasn't much to talk about but now we have stuff to talk about with the conclusion of the season so you have to feel good uh heading into october baseball it's now officially we're in october october 5th and um feels like october too rob tuesday will be um the first game and we're both going to be there and it's going to be very exciting to watch playoff baseball and i hope to see like yankee stadium is going to be bumping and I think the energy, it, it was unfortunate that these records, these records weren't able to happen at the stadium. But I think that, um, listen, like Texas was fired up for them. Uh, you could tell a lot of Yankee fans were there, even in Toronto. Um, they gave them a good ovation. It would have been much greater at Yankee Stadium. But I bet even too, if that ball was hit, um, I know it barely grazed the front row. Mm -hmm. Um but I, the, the way that you watch that kid go over number 60, I bet that would have been a mob in the bleachers or in yeah. those seats. So. Imagine it didn't get in the seats and you just see like 18 people just hopping, hopping down, making the 10 foot a drop mob. going after the I, ball. That's a lottery ticket, man. So yeah. I, I think the guy that caught it is a, is he like a stock investor or something? He's like a, yeah, he's like a vice president of like some huge company that like does like $200 billion in revenue. A year. <laughs> and like something his, stupid. His wife, I believe works for sports illustrated. I think she's a journalist yeah, yeah. or a reporter. Like, why can't we have a kid that like, I don't know, has $200,000 in college loans catching yeah. or something like what, that. What would you do? I, I don't think we've discussed this. What would you do if you caught 62, 61 or 60? I mean, I guess the right answer or like the feel good answer is oh, I'd give it back to judge. Just ask for season tickets. No. One, I'm asking for money and I'm asking to for season tickets the rest of my life, playoff <laughs> tickets the rest of my life. I'm asking for everything I can get, dude, basically. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to hold on to it because I don't, I don't know. I don't think I care that much, but um, I'm definitely asking for a, a hefty chunk of change considering this thing is projected to go i saw some i think some memorabilia like uh club or or something already 
offered two and a half million dollars for it. So wow. like, I mean, I'm not giving that thing away. I'm telling you that, Rob. Yeah, I think I, I forget where I heard it, but people are doing the math. I think it's if you if you do um season tickets for life, I think that it would eventually equate if you get say two or three sets of tickets. Um, and then I'd probably throw in some memorabilia, maybe ask for an interview yeah. from Aaron Judge for the pod. Exactly. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, just throw that in there. Um, but I think season tickets for life would be, and then throw ask him for playoff tickets when need be, I think would actually be the most um because especially to the public, you wouldn't look like as much of a jerk if you're asking for uh-huh. a certain figure. But then when you do the math behind how much you get for season tickets so that would be my answer i would say season tickets for life give me like a signed jersey and yeah maybe a ball or bat here so. i would definitely be forcing it for memorabilia though i feel like yeah. give me like everything <laughs> like like game worn stuff uh-huh. but uh did you see um the dude that caught pools i think it was 702 or 701 703 like, i know he said is he it 703? It. yeah yeah but he said uh dude ran up to him like right after he caught it and offered him 100 grand like that day <laughs> and, Un- unbelievable and he was like nope not, not doing it and i was like i don't blame you dude especially uh-huh. if it's the last one that pools ever hits i mean expensive ball very expensive very expensive so i mean yeah that's a it's a it's I interesting can't, debate dude i can't believe the kid just like hucked it over the railing it wasn't even close he's probably 15 feet away it just jumps yeah no the dude he Listen, I gotta, I gotta respect his commitment to, to it. I yeah, guess. good for him. I mean, if it bobbled down there and he yeah, got it, like then he looks like a fucking genius. No, he does. I think it's, da- it's on a downward trajectory, and it was he. The guy had to reach down to catch it, so he probably would have mm-hmm. had the best chance. I, I don't think the 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 fall would be a little more steep though for those guys in Toronto if they went into the bullpen. Yeah. But he <laughs> that would be deep. I I want to know how I, I don't. I think i saw how how steep that is and someone Texas, uh someone said all- it's like a 10 plus foot drop oh it is, <laughs> like oh, it is. Like how about though in globe life now they've had the no hitter the no hitter the dodgers won the world series they're not obviously not texas uh-huh. judge and cole just globe life is doing everything for other teams so i think that I stadium's that only like uh what Two years old, three years yeah, two, old. Yeah, it opened in COVID. Like the first year was supposed to be COVID. So yeah. Well, they, hey, they're getting, uh, I guess, free press with all the uh, cool stuff happening there. Yeah. Not, not oh. great for them. Spend <laughs> half a billion dollars on your infield. Not much came out of it this year, but no, no. Um. Yeah. All righty, let's let's do uh, some quick notes and then we'll get into it. Ron Marinaccio, unfortunately, on the 15 day IL. Um, heading there with, I believe it was a, let me just it's a, uh, it's like a shin, like stress type of mm-hmm. thing. It's not a fracture, um, but it's something to do with the shin. And I heard they reported Brian Hoke said, uh, a stress reaction to his right shin. Yeah. That's so weird. Like what the hell is a stress reaction? But, um, I guess he was like telling Boone that he obviously wanted to pitch through it. And Boone was like, no, you're going on the IL, which dude, that's kind of. I mean, that's kind of huge. I think we were at a spot where there was a really good chance of Raldis Chapman was not going to be on this postseason roster, Rob. And with the injury to Marinaccio, who one could argue is one of your top three relievers, um, it's almost like 100% that Chapman will pitch in the DS. 
Yeah, he's stinks. gonna get an appearance. I mean, listen, there's no there's not much else you can do at this point with injuries and even now also as well. Britain heads on the 60 day IL. Sucks for um, him, man. It sucks. And I also I don't want to say I hold the Yankees at fault, but like I don't know. That's an injury that's takes up to over a year in some cases. And I've and you saw what happened in I think it was Somerset and how he had a, a weird reaction. He said mm-hmm. it wasn't and now then I, mean, I don't want to say what what they put him on the IL for. It's like left arm fatigue. Like what? What yeah, is that? I, I tired just, arm. It, it's really the biggest layup you could have saw of like, oh, you're kind of rushing this guy back. I know the Yankees were in a difficult spot I and they're trying Britain to get arms was rushing himself back, dude. Either I one. I don't I don't know that. the specifics, but if it's I, I don't know what those the people the medical people advising him said but yeah and i'm no medical professional but based on past timelines you look at injuries like that and you say wow he he came back pretty quick so i no that's fair well remember he did have like this weird like abbreviated form of tj too true which has like never been performed before true but yeah may, maybe maybe he wasn't fully healed i mean the really the only guy that can answer that is brit and I thought it was like, I feel bad for him specifically because regardless if it was the Yanks pushing him or him pushing himself or whatever it is, the dude obviously grinded in rehab for a full 10, 11, 12 months to get back. And he makes an appearance and a half and his Yankee career is over. So that sucks. Yeah. I don't His MLB career could potentially yeah be done because so. i don't think he's going to a wash team i feel like he'd only go somewhere to compete one of the best relievers of the past decade too i mean if For you real? remember if you remember him in baltimore that too? year in baltimore where people saw young votes dude probably yeah saw young votes and probably a lot of baltimore oriole fans screamed at buck showalter in that i think it was a wild card game against the blue jays uh where they didn't put britain in that was probably one of the biggest um buck moments buck moments that would you could say oh also you could go back and look at some of the things that happened with the mets but we won't we won't talk oh, about what happened with them in atlanta this past weekend um tough go for the met dude tough, tough go for the Mets. their playoff like like their their path to the world series got a lot harder is effed <laughs> like that sucks san diego la and then um, there's no way potentially St. like St. Louis or any of those other teams on that other side. is just yeah. tough. And then you got to match up either, hopefully with the Yankees or maybe Houston or whoever, but hey, yeah, all they have to do tough. is win one game, dude. Yeah. That sucks for them. That really does. Atlanta is crazy. Good. Um, They are very good. Clay Holmes is not on the aisle officially, but is dealing with his shoulder issues. So they've kind of just shut him down and have been giving him any work. And, I mean, I told you, I think the biggest concern heading into the postseason right now is this bullpen. Like, we 100%. don't, because we will get into we don't have anyone. We don't really have anyone that you can trust. I, I think, legitimately, dude, I would say Luizaga and Wandy are the two guys you can look to. And you would say Maranaccio prior, but now I'm, he's I'm on still, the aisle. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I'm still big on F. Ross and Trevino. Like, I think yeah. Trevino has been good. I mean, yeah, no, he's been good. I just think it's um we have no locks. Yeah, you don't have any locks. And it's and just... dude, one of one of Clark, I think this puts Clark Schmidt on the roster as well, especially if Holmes and Marinaccio is not in it. Hundred percent. Um one of Herman 
and Clark Schmidt have to have like a big postseason. Because one of them is going to be a bullpen weapon. We don't have yeah. enough arms to, for them to not be. So, like, the whole thing all year is that the Yankees have a – they have a above-average bullpen. It's, like, deep, but we just don't – They just don't ne- have a correct navigation of where to go in, yeah. say, 6, 7, 8, 9. Like, we've there's never no not clear pathway. Up, yeah, we've never not had clear setup mans and clear closers. So which is a, what have I been begging for, Rob, for years now? But yeah, I mean, it's, it's they're doing they're not doing this on purpose now. It's I, like this happened by accident. You would rather it be you have a set line of dudes, but sometimes it gets frustrating. So I understand where you're coming from, where you want to ride the hot yeah. hand, but it's just now it's like, oh, shit, it's just like say uh, say the Yanks are up three to one in uh, game two. Nestor's at 110 pitches. He's getting pulled in the sixth. And you got the top of, I don't know, Cleveland's lineup coming up. You know, J-Ram. Uh, Naylor's been good. Who, who you Like, you, you probably go to your better dude there in that situation. Who is yeah. that? I don't know. Is it Wandy? Uh, Trevino? Efron? There will also be a couple starters heading into the um, bullpen as well at mm-hmm. some point. So, But that's for next podcast right before the season or as postseason starts. Um, that we'll talk about that. Monday's pod. Monday's pod. Um, all righty. We'll run through these very, very quickly to get onto mm-hmm. other topics. For game one, Luis Severino goes seven innings pitch, zero hits, zero earned no runs, hitter, one Rob. walk, 7K, had a no hitter going into um, the eighth. And he was visibly upset when Boone told him he was done. Um, he said, I think the quote was that he would have died out there which is he's in prime. He's a competitor. Per, per, he's in prime postseason form right now. Sevy is ready to roll. Um, I don't blame him. And I Boone made the correct move. Why are we stressed, especially right before the postseason with three, only three games left. You mm-hmm. don't, you don't care. So two no, starts back off the IL too. There, like there are some clowns on Twitter that right. aren't, that aren't Yankee fans that we're talking about. Oh, got to leave Severino out there. Stop it. Yeah. Stop okay, it. Like who cares, bro? This is, this is not... his own. I think it was only his fourth start back third or fourth start. Yeah. Back. I, I no, think it was. Thank his, you. Yeah. I think it was his third dude. Like imagine if you leave him out there, those same fans that ripped Boone for pulling him. If you leave him out there and he gets hurt, those same fans are, are killing Boone for leaving him in there. Yeah. It's just like, it's a lose lose for, for Boone in that situation. No. So um, yeah. Severino. Goes seven innings pitch, no hit ball, um, no combined, no hitter. Miguel Castro also came off the aisle, so that's um, good support for the for the bullpen. Um, but the pitch, dude. Same with Albert Abreu, bro. Albert He's back Abreu. too. <laughs> I don't want to see that guy pitch. So, um, well, maybe situations where we may have to see them. Pitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but but the way that we score in this one, Gonzalez hits a home run. Stanton hits a home run. Um, and Higgy also as well gets the RBI, um, and they take this one three to one. Playoff G. I got to say something about Sevy, Rob. Genuinely, I believe this. Brian Cashman or the front office or Boone, whoever put Sevy on the 60-day IL, I literally think is the best thing they've done all season. Like, screw it if he wasn't hurt half the time. But if it means Sevy's fully ready to go pump at 98, bro, in October, look like a genius. I don't know. 
Sevy was pissed about it at first, but yeah, he looked because it seemed very like good. he wasn't. Yeah, it seemed like he wasn't hurt to the extent that the Yankees, you know, needed to put him on the sixty day. But they limited his innings, dude. He's got a fresh arm. He's fresh ready arm. to go. Ready mm-hmm. to go. Uh, game two, Jamison Tyone on the mound. This was a part of the doubleheader yesterday. Jamison Tyone goes six innings pitched, five or um, sorry, six innings pitched, seven hits given up, four earned runs, two walks, five Ks. Uh, both of the kids, uh, Homer in this one, Oswaldo Cabrera hits a home run. Uh, to put us up one nothing, and then Oswald Peraza goes ahead and hits his first career home run to tie the game at two. Uh, Marwin, big series for Marwin. If there wasn't any history happening in this, he could have probably won Savage of the Series, honestly. Um, and yeah, so the tie game or Yankees were trailing into the top of the eighth, and then Higgy got a home run that barely scraped over the wall. Um, and then Bader puts us up in the top of the eighth as well. We go up five four, and we close out that game. Uh, first part of the double header. So um, Jameson Tyone gives up four and runs, but um, yeah, Yankees win and they win the first part of the double header. And this was uh, judge also played in this game. He DH'd in this game and he looked as though the first time visibly, at least I, I had mentioned it. in I think to you that in the Baltimore series prior, he, he started looking visibly, upset a little bit and he was mm-hmm. it seemed as though he was pressing about 62 at least the first time to me yeah he was swinging at all those first pitches too rob i mean he definitely wanted i think he wanted to get it out of the way respect to the texas rangers too because they actually mm-hmm. pitched to him unlike other teams that refused to their um, gm or, or manager or whatever said here they're like hey we're gonna throw we're, we're not pitching around them this series so props to them props to them um all right game three which was Last night at eight o'clock, right after the doubleheader or mm-hmm. the second part of the doubleheader, Garrett Cole goes six innings pitched, six hits, two earned runs, zero walks, nine Ks, breaks the um, single season strikeout record for the New York Yankees in history, breaking Rod Gid- Ra, uh, Gidry's record of, I believe it was 248. I think it was 248. So Cole pushed past that. I think he, yeah, last start he was on the precipice of doing it. He, so his he first tied strike- it last, last yeah, so, uh, start. Yeah. So the first strikeout uh, put him over. So that was history, but that wasn't the story here. Aaron judge leads it off with a leadoff Homer for number 62 breaks the record. Fans were hyped for him. The bench was hyped for him. Mama judge oh, in I the stands the, was hyped. I love the bench. And um, he is now the single record holder for the American league. Um, home run record and uh, well, he's the home run king in Roger Maris Jr.'s book, and uh, probably a lot of other people. So yeah, that um, is true. And also, Yankees lose this one, but that's kind of like the old yes <laughs> camera. The, yeah, they Did put it in a small out last night. They put a small box for the actual game and just had Judge on the big screen. What was yeah. the, what was the tweet? No, I was like, does anyone care about this loss tonight? Not a single person. Just a resounding like, nope. Don't Um, care at all. Stanton homers, which was good. We'll get into the rest of the conversation, but um, Tyler, pretty a layup savages of the series this time around. Which one do you want to take? I'll let you take whichever one. Well, I see here we got Stanton as an honorable mention. I feel like he's got to be there. Cole, Cole can be discussed. 
I think Stanton Stanton homered three games this series. Uh, was it three? He homered no. in three straight games. Oh, it was. Wait, no, wait, one. No, it was only two. Unless he took a game no, off, first, but no, I know the last three no, game, games. Game two, he didn't play. Oh, okay. the first part of the doubleheader. So he so homered in two games, and he's not playing this go, afternoon. Does that go back to? Uh... Oh, okay. So it goes back to Baltimore. Yeah. So in the last three games, he played. He homered. Whatever. 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 We'll talk about Stan a little bit. I'll go Garrett Cole, bro. I'll give you. I'll go give you a big number nine and nine. Um, Cole obviously set the single season strikeout record. And Rob, there's a lot of people on the interweb, on the webernet, dude, that will sit here and tell you that Garrett Cole sucks. I, dude, I'm. He shocked does not by the suck, Rob. Of, I'm shocked by the amount of people in our comments that, and we have that. Conversation absolutely set hate up. Garrett Cole, but dude. They hate Garrett. I, Cole. They literally say he sucks. Now you may have your, I have my certain points that I take uh-huh. issue with Garrett Cole, but like, dude, he does not suck. Yeah. He's a he, very good baseball pitcher. He's uh-huh. a good pitcher. And like the, the disrespect is getting a little crazy. It's, at it's just mean. Like I get, listen, bro. I get that Garrett Cole, he didn't have a career year at all. I mean, he, he the dude has put together a number of really good seasons. This is not at the top of those seasons. Um, dude, Garrett Cole finishes the year, 200 innings pitched. He's an absolute workhorse, 3.5 ERA. Um, obviously broke the Yankee single season strikeout record, so that's pretty cool. Finishes with an ERA plus of 111. Not a phenomenal year, Rob. Um, he also had quite a few blow-up starts where he gave up six, seven, five runs, uh, whatever it may be. But... Look, listen, dude, there's an issue with the homers here and there, and we'll figure it out in October how much of an issue that becomes. Publicly, dude, Garrett Cole does not suck. We need to stop that. <laughs> That's just absurd. It's ludicrous, dude. No, Delusional. People, people, they like to pile on. I get it, but he, like, he does not suck. He is yeah. still very above average for what you would say is your prototypical ace. Dude, I'm in a so, fantasy group chat, and some Met fan was like, Cole wouldn't c- crack uh, the Mets rotation. I'm well, like, based okay, on well, the, the, this is where I exit the conversation. Well, based on what happened with those Met aces, you would think that um, they would be getting a little more cred, a little more criticism. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I mean, you, you, dude, Garrett Cole gives up. You know, Garrett Cole has a start, seven innings, pitch three and runs. The media kills him. He's terrible. Garrett Cole, go to hell. Jacob Degrom. Goes seven innings, pitch three and runs. Not much of a peep besides Met fans, in terms of the national media. Yeah, Derek Cole is of... just like the laughing stock of of baseball for some no. reason when he does something wrong. Listen, I, I think that there are people take it too far with when they just say he sucks. He does not suck. He's still very much a big part of this team, and people need to settle down and pick. Pick and choose your battles, okay? Because then when you you say some stuff, it doesn't make sense. And you're just like, that's illogical. And it's not correct. So Yeah, not at all. Do we want to save the uh, his comments? Yeah, save that for the... Okay. um, Save that for when we talk about the Nestor stuff. Because, yeah, that's something. But Uh, either way, dude, people that want him to suck, because I really do truly think there's people, Yankee fans that want him to suck. There are 100% people. (laughs) It's embarrassing, first of all. If he sucks, we're not winning the World Series. Good well, Garrett Cole gives us a chance to win the World Series. Root for the man, damn it. Like, well, come on. Dude, Tyler, I got to say, when you look at 
social media and some of the comments that'll be on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, everywhere, and you see some of the things that presumed Yankee fans will say, you would think that they're rooting against the team to to lose in the postseason. Yeah, you'd think Cole banged their wife. (laughs) I, I, I I don't know what is... Sometimes it's very crazy to me of how you can say my allegiances are with the New York Yankees. And then you will say some, some of the stuff that is said sounds like you're just outright rooting against the team. I hope none of our listeners are like that, but welcome. If you are it's each their own, glad, glad to have you glad to have you listening. <laughs> Happy to have you here. Um, all right. Easy layup. Savage of the series. Aaron judge straight up stud savage of the season. I've been saying it. Fact. It's our last recap episode, so it's only right. He hit 62. He's not in the lineup today. I mean, the lineup today is very funny. So or it's just they don't we don't care. We don't care. These so games okay. haven't mattered, bro. I've been I've been telling. I think I texted either you or my other buddy yesterday. I was like, bro, judge just needs to hit this damn thing because I'm tired of watching these games, honestly. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's going it's, to it, it's over today. So I, I'll probably be tuning in and out the today's mm-hmm. game, but oh, it's yeah. Time, time for postseason baseball. Yeah, that's um, all we can think about, dude. All right, MVP of sucking. Mistake! I am going to go with the guy that jumped off the ledge for uh, Aaron Judge's 60-second home run and did not get it. I I got to say, though, <laughs> I respect him for what he did because it just so happened that the already multi-millionaire with his glove was able to snag it before yeah. it fell into the into the pit. So, um, but dude, we don't care about these last games. It's no. there's no point in giving and and dampering the mood. We need good vibes heading into October. So that's who my MVP of sucking would be. Fair. I am going to give my MVP of sucking to a dude that actually pitched well. And it's a Raldis Chapman. I'm going to give it to you just for being on this team, bro. I don't like you. <laughs> Why is Ron hurt? You probably had something to do with that. Um, now you're going to be on the postseason roster, and I'm not really looking forward to it, if I'm being quite honest. Please, though, feel free, Rob. Make He can shut me up by going on a dumb run in the postseason, striking out a million people, vintage vintage Chapman. I just I don't want to see him pitch you know, any big spot. Well, it's probably a good thing that you're talking smack about him because we have a, a checkered history of <laughs> – when yeah. we talk shit and they perform well. So I'm okay with it. Uh-huh. Um, all righty. Oh, so and that- Peraza got his first homer this series. Yes, Peraza got the first homer, which is good. Um, we'll see if he makes the postseason roster if he's on there. Got a 981 OPS as a starter. Oswaldo Cabrera's OPS since like September, whatever, has been oh crazy. Oh, my God. Too. He's a lunatic. He's um, a lunatic. He's playing third base today. What do you know? Um, I or, think no, second base. Funny. I, think I gotta sa- I gotta save most of this for Monday, but I don't know, bro. There might be something going on with the postseason roster. They might do something funny. I don't know. Well, I don't know. We may be playing Tampa Bay, so that that would be yeah. uh that would be a a site that we've seen before that we don't want to see, but I don't know. No openers. <laughs> no openers. No openers. No Unless openers. it's like a I heard someone talking about it. Like uh I'll just save it. I'm gonna save it. Never mind. I'm saving it. Yeah. No no spoils. No yeah, spoils. We'll save that for Monday. Come listen on Monday. Um, all righty. Let's uh go through these topics here. So I just want to talk about the Aaron Judge uh once again. So listen, dude, he is he's not gonna win the triple crown, unfortunately. Luis mm-hmm. Arias 
sat out all these games. So that's unfortunate. But Aaron Judge finally reaches 62 home runs and is now the sole record holder in the American League for um, most home runs in a, in a single season. So to pass Maris, and you could tell he was sort of pressing a little bit. It looked like he sh- showed a little frustration in the dugout in Texas and and um, sometimes in Baltimore he looked a little frustrated. So, dude, it's awesome that he is that that's what he has to his name heading into a contract negotiation. It's just great vibes heading into the postseason for him. Um, and it's awesome to see, dude. Now I can stop thinking about it, Rob. And the biggest thing, not that we knew this wasn't going to happen, but bro, this man hit 62, cracks the slightest smile round in the bases, and then instantly stops smiling because he's like, I can't show off too much. Just the most humble king on the planet. His teammates are going absolutely bonkers for him. I know I sent you the, the, uh, the John Boy breakdown or whatever this morning. And Boone's jumping like a bunny over in the in the dugout when it happened. It was great, bro. I mean, I don't know. A lot to love about Aaron Judge. Michael King shouted him out on uh, Instagram, said, "At a boy, Captain. Hmm? Captain Judge. We know that uh, should be a thing hopefully next year. Um, but, Rob, he finishes the season with legitimately video game numbers all year. 311 batting average, 425 on base, 686 slugging, dude. 1.111 OPS, 211 OPS plus. That's like two people right there. 62 homers, 131 RBIs, 111 walks, 15 bags, and 11 and a half F4. I think the most impressive thing it was to me is that his slugging percentage is higher than a lot of players' OPSs, which is crazy. That's insane to me. It's 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 bananas. Um, I think too, you mentioned the captain thing. Um, obviously it goes back to whether or not they will um sign him, but I, I do legitimately you saw the way that they looked when he the the bench looked when he hit number sixty-two and how enthusiastic everyone was, even in the after after thing in the dugout. Um I think it it really, if he is signed again, I think it does warrant making him the captain. I mean, he's just a leader, and the way that he represents the Yankees and represents Major League Baseball just warrants him to get that title. And I think it's like it's probably I would call it probably the most prestigious, one of the most prestigious titles um, that a player in sports could ever has, um, that that could ever have. Um, when it comes to when it comes to professional sports, it's just crazy to be like the captain of the Yankees. So, um, yeah, you better get awesome. that C, dude. You better get it. You better be a Yankee. <laughs> Story. Let's, let's conversation for another day. conversation. <laughs> hopefully for another time after we're drinking champagne on the podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, all right. Now let us talk once again about Garrett Cole. So Cole passes Gidry. And he is now the lone holder of the single season strikeout record for a New York Yankee, which is very dope. And it's crazy. I think if you look at Ron Guidry, he's a smaller dude, much smaller. What what is his height? And you just think about how he was able to get. uh, What is he? I remember. So, no, he's 5'11", but Cole's a little bigger. 
But um, to think about that's how long that record was held. And also Ron called him in the dugout. I don't know if you saw that as yeah, well. Yeah, that was cool. That, that was, was cool. very cool. And Colt <laughs> Garrett's like, um, Ron, Ron said on the phone, he's like, um, can you hear me? And, Ron, and Garrett's like, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so um nerd, it was it was really funny. It was cool, but um that that record standard as long as it did just um talks about how how good Ron Gidry was, but for uh-huh. Cole to pass him this early on in his Yankees tenure because he it still is within the first what three four years that he's been a Yankee. Mm-hmm. So um pretty pretty cool. Pretty very very cool. Um it's going to be yeah. Cole chasing his own record for a while. It is. It is. Hopefully. Um mm-hmm. So a lot of people are talking about Tyler, the game one ALDS game, uh, game one ALDS starter. So Cole said he was asked by the New York post about it between him and Nestor of who would pitch that game one. Um, And he said, there's certainly merit to that when talking about uh, opting for Cortez over himself. And Cole said he would be fine with it. I just want to win. We have, uh, we haven't talked about it, but I'm assume I'm not assuming anything. I'm not here to be the game one guy and I'm not going to be worried about it. I'm just here to do my job, whatever they ask me to do. Um, and great answer for it. Great answer to, to put for, um, but a lot of people, um, it seems like we talk about how many people will hate in the comments of whenever we post anything about Garrett Cole and just the conversation in general, but a lot of people seem to, like the idea of Nestor Cortez starting game one. Um, But I think the fact that Garrett Cole now will be here for his first start at Yankee stadium for a game one in the postseason, and you paid him all that money. Like he is the game one starter. That is my take on it. You said Garrett is the game one starter. Yeah. Garrett is the game one starter. Yeah, no, I, I, I also agree, Rob. Um, one, I think it's very cool and kind of, I don't, this isn't going to make much sense. It's like, it's like an underrated weapon, I think, to have. Maybe if, even if you consider Nestor your better pitcher this season, that's kind of sick to have your better pitcher pitching game too, then. I mean, most teams don't have that. So with Cole, you know, being able to literally dominate on any given night starting game one, um, one, I'm there for it. I think Garrett should be starting game one, like you said. Um, but the fact that he tipped his cat to net, yeah, tipped his cap to Nestor as well, just says the type of leader that uh, Garrett has kind of turned into this year. So I thought it was pretty cool, Rob. But um, yeah, I want to see Cole starting game one. Obviously, you texted me this as well. Things can change. Hey, you get Ross game one, dude. Say the Yankees make it to the CS. Maybe you don't start game one then. So uh, a little competition in there. I think it may, I think it's good for everyone. Yeah, no, hundred percent. If he, if listen, it could change in my opinion, but I think you give him that opportunity in game one. Um, But if, if you tell me in that ALDS, if we are so um, I guess lucky, but if we do get to, if, if we do get to the ALCS, then and Cole did not have and you like look at the past two start past two starts from Severino and Nestor and if they follow that into the ALDS and Garrett is not necessarily I mean if he's really bad then that to me is an easy decision but if if he's like lackluster and you see those guys pitching 
it would be somewhat hypocritical of what we always say that even when we talk about the bullpen or the offense, like you ride the hot hand. And if they are so lucky to have it match up that they can have, depending on rest and how many games they do then play, and you can have Nestor in a situation or Severino and you can choose that way, I may opt to go with for one of them because like Severino, dude, the way that he looked in Texas, dirty crazy good so Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting but in terms of what that first game one should be i i have no problem with garrett cole being the game one starter and then uh we we move on from there to see see what we do hey dude if all the pitchers are clicking we're in a good spot and then it doesn't even matter who starts game one so let's all just pitch well but we'll see dude exactly see what happens um all right now to talk about Giancarlo Stanton. Giancarlo has been getting very, very hot in the recent, uh, in his recent games, just to pull up his last game logs. He's going to finish the season now with 31 home runs in his last seven games. He, um, he has three home runs, three RBIs. Um, and he, like you said, he homered in two games against Texas. He homered in a game against Baltimore and he looks much better than he than he does when he looks lost at the plate right now. So for Stanton, you're you are going to have that guy as your DH. You just are, and it it looks like he is. We're now in the month of October, and it now looks like Giancarlo Stanton is coming alive when we do in fact need him to be at his hottest, which is which is perfect. Um, and there were some people that I saw throwing around the idea of where you may fit in Carpenter as a DH, because where else are you really going to play him, especially coming off that foot injury? If he is a part of the postseason roster, then where are you going to play Carpenter? So um, with the way that Stanton has now looked, I think that you you certainly uh, stick with him as the DH. But I think prior to him then having this latest hot streak, I was okay with him DHing in the first two games at home in the ALDS. And then from there on out, if he looks like his, if he's not looking like himself at the plate and you want to potentially give Matt Carpenter an opportunity, that's where I would be okay with, with then, with then giving him an opportunity. Cause um, you know, Stanton did look pretty bad in these, in this last stretch in September, but now in this, this, these, from these last two series, he looks a lot better. Um, so that's what I would be comfortable with of where you shift in Carpenter but then also you have to think of the fact like great players have an uncanny ability to show up in big moments. And that's what Stanton is. And we know that Stanton performs in October, especially in the last postseasons that he's played in. Um, and and I think you just got to give him the opportunity to play. Yeah, dude. I mean, playoff G is literally a thing. And as soon as the calendar turned October, Rob, um, Stanton like flipped on a light switch or something and said, I right, maybe it's time to boogie. So I don't know if um, if it's the cool weather that gets to him or what it is. I, would, I would definitely was at a point a couple of weeks ago where I was like, hey, um, we might need to figure out something to DH, bro. If you can't, you know, maybe you only face lefties. I don't, I don't know. But um, like you said, dude, Stan's playoff pedigree, uh, pedigree the way he can kind of just turn up and carry a team at an instance. Um especially with the three homers in the last three games he's played, I think says enough for me going into it, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
So, dude, how? Let's talk about this one last time. How, like, we didn't go real in depth, but how about Severino off the IL? Yeah, he. I mean, I'm gonna be honest, dude. I've been confident in him um, coming back and being Luis Severino, basically because of how he pitched prior to going on the IL. I think he had a couple of shaky starts, maybe at the very, very beginning of the year, like April, May. But the dude has been pretty solid um, the whole year. I want to see what he's ending the year with um, in terms of numbers. But I think if we are looking back at this, Rob, say, or we're projecting this in March, and we said, hey, Sevy might miss two months because of, you know, protection, rest, little injury, whatever you want to call it, but he's going to shove when he's on the mound. Threw a in two innings this year, Rob. 50, uh, 56 behind Nestor. Um, that's not bad. I think we would have signed up for this dude. He's got a 123 ERA plus on the year. Um, finished with a 3.18 ERA. I mean, hey, dude, if we're comparing literally those numbers to Cole, someone can argue that he's had a better season than Cole. Obviously, Garrett's thrown a full 100 more innings than him, so that's not the case. But, dude, say he did this for the, the course of a full year, great numbers. I mean, and just the way he's pitched his last three, four starts off the IL, I'm ready for, I'm ready for him to go, dude. I think he's in go mode. Mm-hmm. Sevy looks awesome right now, especially in these last starts. It's just been – it's been really awesome to see. Um, all righty, dude. Right now, it looks like we're playing between – Tampa or Cleveland I think we've said it prior mm-hmm. but I know my option I, I'd want to play Cleveland at this moment just knowing our our past history even though Cleveland is the division winner and yeah. they have been riding pretty hot through the last months of baseball but I, I think I'm opting with Cleveland as who I'm who I would be rooting for to then to then play so yeah that's fair I know last night I tweeted I'd rather play Tampa I'm going to give my official pick on Monday. Um, oh, wait, that's not fair because the wild cards this weekend. All right. Um, I don't know, dude. It's really tough for me because, well, regardless, I want this series to go three games. I want them to play and pitch as many pitchers as possible. Um, I don't want to face Shane Bieber or Tristan McKenzie, to be honest, dude. Uh, Bieber had a really freaking good year, literally a vintage Shane Bieber year. If that's what you want to call it, the dude's been pretty good his whole career. And Tristan McKenzie is legit. Um, I think his last name is Class A in the pen for them, or Class. Um, he's disgusting. Had one of the better years out of the bullpen. Um, but then to your point, dude, the Rays just kind of figure it out. Like, Glass now might be an opener. Um, say they use all their pitches against Cleveland. They're going to throw some dude against us that the Yanks have never seen before, and he might torch us. Um, I don't know, dude. I, I, I want to say Cleveland, but I really don't want to face Shane Bieber and Tristan McKenzie. Uh, I don't think we can see both of them because of the wild card. I think we'd only be able to see one of them and it would be in game two, just the way scheduling and rest works out right now. I'm going to agree with you and totally pivot away from Tampa and say, I want to see Cleveland because like you said, our history with Tampa and, and they always play us hard. We did play Tampa well this year. But um, I don't know. I guess I'll go with Cleveland just because not a lot of postseason experience outside of Bieber and Jose Ramirez. But um, I'm 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 pretty equal, dude. I'm not upset either way. 
I want to see every pitcher on every, each of those teams throw a million pitches. Yeah. So I want them to be as tired and as gassed as possible. Yeah. I respect it. I respect it. All right. Yeah. We'll have to watch this weekend and see what happens um, between Tampa and Cleveland. And then we got some, what are the other playoff matchups? Um, we have Toronto and Seattle. We'll play Houston. One of them, the winner of that will play Houston. That's a pretty stacked side of the freaking bracket. Dude. Yeah, Seattle, Toronto, and Houston. I hope Seattle and Houston play because that would be a sick series. And I know Seattle would want to knock their big brother out of the playoffs. Yeah, Houston's um, been their daddy for a while now, along with us. I don't, I don't forget. We don't forget, Rob. Game one is for Tampa. Cleveland is at twelve on October seventh. I swear to God, dude, they better not make the Yankees game. Our one. game of a day game. I I don't think they will, but there's. A I don't chance think they, they will either. I that's just so stupid if they do. I take off work. Um, Philadelphia makes the playoffs, so yeah. I mean, there's a lot of probably the worst team out of it. Maybe Philly. I probably say Philly is probably the worst out of all the all the teams. Um, but yeah, a lot of good teams, dude. A lot of a lot of baseball this weekend and this extended end of this week extended postseason yeah I won't even catch the Friday games I'll be at I'll be working something late uh, for work but hopefully I don't miss miss anything too crazy I dude I like the new I I know people not big fans of the or some people are not big fans of the expanded playoff but I I, I like it dude I I think I like good. it too I one game wild card is sick to watch as a fan when your team's not involved in it. But they they experimented with it in the COVID season. I think it worked really well. And now when you have fans in the in the stadium, I think it brings an entire new juice when they know in the the wild card that they it's a three game set and they have more opportunity to win. So oh yeah, yeah. The one game wild card is tough, dude. I mean, as we learned last year, um, tough road. Yeah, so, tough, tough. I'm cool with it. All righty. That is it for 118. We will be back on the pod uh, releasing a, one, a playoff preview probably right before uh, Tuesday. So maybe Monday um, we'll put, po- we'll post that one up. So be on the lookout for that. Um, and we're going to be in the playoff in the, in the building for the playoffs on, on Tuesday. So we're excited for, for that. Um, as always, be sure to subscribe, leave us a rate and review, follow us on our social media at four train savages uh, on Instagram, as well as TikTok, And then uh, follow us at four savages on Twitter. Really appreciate you guys for listening. Great end to the season. Thank you, Aaron judge for giving us a, a dope regular season and, and giving us this, this run. It's really cool to watch. Um, probably won't ever see it again. Uh, so we, it was, it was really, really dope. So awesome way to end off the season. Next time we'll talk to you, we'll be talking playoffs. <laughs>